So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome to this now edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and sort of to my right and the rear, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good. We're having a fabulous day, and I know that um, our listeners aren't going to get to hear about it until like a week from now when things are going to be even more fabulous, but... We launched a new campaign tonight, and um, wow, massive success already, and Absolutely. it hasn't even been up 24 hours. We have a new um, Indiegogo campaign, and um, annual fund, I guess it's called, and um, I, I tell you what, you want to talk about off to a good start, $30 in 30 minutes. You keep up that dollar a minute average thing, and Wow. We'll be finished in under a week. I know. Wait, what is like that's like a dollar a minute? <laughs> right. <laughs> Quite fabulous. I yeah, I just wanna give my appreciation to our you know, the supporters that have already popped out of the woodwork, which is awesome, and, and the more that are sure to come. Um certainly it's not a cheap endeavor to do this show and we have been doing it out of pocket for almost three years and uh well we're we're public supported radio we do it for people so why not buy the people and the people if the people have shown up (laughs) it's pretty awesome what i thought was cool was the way that i didn't i just wrote down in a spreadsheet you know this is what we've spend a month and this is okay times 12 and it came out three four 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 it i didn't plan that you can't i it's a cute number three four 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 it is a cute number it is because you just three, can't plan four. around something like that right not really <laughs> if we'd planned it then it would have been 33 33 or 44 44 but three four 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 is still Really cute. Absolutely. Adds up to six or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm sure the campaign will still be going. The the uh, uh, campaign's got another uh, month to it, so this show will be up uh, by then. So if you haven't, uh, we hope that you'll check it out. There's a, a little tab in the in our website on the right hand side, right under our subscribe to our newsletter, which you should do also while you're there. And uh, 
because if nothing else, the little monkey from MailChimp is cute and and <laughs> reminds us of George. So absolutely. Uh, but right underneath there, you'll see, and it's got the little uh, thermometer thingy you can watch as it goes up as we just get hotter and hotter. Or thermometer thingy. <laughs> I got the fever. Oh no. <clears throat> I've been informed by my co-host that I'm a little hyper today, so I beg yeah. y'all's well, forgiveness in advance. It's it's uplifting. It's uplifting to be supported by not just our listeners, but by some of the guests, some of our past that we've guests. had on in the past. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We like, we like um, wrote, wrote to past guests asking them to please share our stuff, and they're not just sharing our stuff; they're supporting the show, and that's awesome. Which is awesome because. You know, we don't we don't charge anybody for promoting their stuff, and here they are just gifting us. And that's that's the society we want to live in, a gift society. We do something nice for you, you do something nice for us. Yay! Everybody gets along. It's just, it's okay to be hyper, Rick, because you have a good reason it, <laughs> It's hyperish news. I mean, it, it you know, uh, all in one, you know, sort of. 24-hour period, 36-hour period. Uh, we've done lots of work to get lots of new surprises ready for everybody. And um, uh, um, <laughs> uh, people have people have floored them. Yeah, they have. I just it it it. it after all that work, and then, you know, okay, we're going to put this thing up, and hopefully we'll get this thing going. And, you know, I mean, I know I have great uh, belief and faith that we, you know, would be supported, but so quick and so, yeah, we'll do that. It just is exciting. It was so immediate, so, like, instantaneous, so and boom, during, and it wasn't even. During that same period, I had running running water restored to the house after some three days without and that'll make you happy. I got to tell you. If you haven't stopped to appreciate your running water and your flushing toilets and your things lately, throw a little appreciation that way cuz man, do without for a bit, you know. It can suck. And Absolutely. Well, that's probably one of those things that that today's guest has learned to appreciate somewhere along the route cuz some traveling will do that to you. But I don't think we're talking about travel as much today as we are. No, not tonight. I want to put him on the spot. He's brave, bold, and, well, we're going to find out if he's intelligent in his decision to write the book he wrote. Yeah. (laughs) Because you never know (laughs) that one. I think so. Having spoken to him last time he was here... And having a, a wonderfully expansive conversation about his journey, um, his passions, and the things that he's seen and done. I think of all the men that we've talked to, he might be the right one might be the to right write one. that particular write book. book. So we'll we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. You yeah. know, I'm I'm gonna have to drill him a little bit, but we'll. <laughs> We do like to challenge them on uh, on their second time back. <laughs> yeah, we're no easy run. 
No easy run for stack and timers. We're not nice <laughs> to the, you know, we'll teach you to come back. Uh, oh, no. Uh, we're nice. We're just, you know. Really? Did you say that? Really? <clears throat> so, uh, joining us again today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever time it is there. I guess it's never tomorrow. Um, Gabriel Morris. How are you, Gabriel? Hey, there. Doing great. Glad to be here. I, I uh, enjoyed that introduction. I think <laughs> we've set things up for an interesting conversation. There you go. <laughs> we I try. So. Yeah. I do hope so. I do hope so. <laughs> so we've, we've had yep. you here once, and, and we had, like I said, a wonderfully expansive conversation. Um, but one of the things that we missed in the conversation was, was talking about this I don't know what to call it, bold adventure, I guess it would be, in in writing this particular novel. And, you know, I don't want the women out there to cringe when they hear it, because I, I believe that you are somebody who's more than capable of doing this. And I'm excited to find out where you got the idea from and and how you managed to pull it off. But... Um, Gabriel, you you wrote a book, if I have this correctly, your man, who wrote a book for men about women. Is that right? Exactly. Wow. You'd be crazy, uh, but brother. It, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was definitely a little bit of a, a leap of faith. <laughs> and but it's a, it's a collaborative effort. I'm, I'm sure you. Uh, you're aware of this, but um, it's it's you know a number of different authors, both men and women, writing on the subject about women and femininity. You know, directed more towards men, even though uh, women will definitely find it pretty revealing as well. Um, but uh, should I go ahead and tell the you know how I came up with the idea and everything? Absolutely. Basically, Absolutely. I I I. I um, I created a, a second Facebook account of mine um, purely for the means of, of connecting with like-minded, uh, you know, individuals on on the subject of spirituality, and people had had similar types of um, spiritual awakenings, and and just to have kind of a, a you know a, a group of people to connect with on um, these types of subject, subjects, and um, I ended up, you know connecting with a lot of different people uh, on, on this new account. And then, um, you know, the way Facebook goes, you get to um, know about people fairly well, even if you haven't, you know, met them in, in real life yet. And you learn about, you know, their lives and, and see photos of them and, and you know, see their, their, you know, casual conversation and, you know, the things they like and, and uh, basically getting to the point. And I ended up, you know, connecting with, with a lot of um you know, intelligent and awakening people in general, but in particular, I was impressed by, you know, women that I that I was in touch with who were very, you know, smart and knowledgeable and and you know very awake and alive and just, you know, ready to make you know real connections. And um, it just occurred to me that you know it would be it would be really cool to compile this wisdom in some way, and uh, you know. You know, get it out there beyond the Facebook realm, um, and so I, uh, you know, definitely saw the, the thread of relationships being a continuing theme of you know women, you know, desiring, yearning for, lamenting, 
the the lack of of uh, the kind of connection that they, that they were looking for, um, and so I came up with the idea to to put out there to people to you know uh, write on the subject, send me their their essays, and I and I'd compile a book about it, and um, and so I did that, and I set up a separate a separate website with kind of an explanation, and everything, so I could send people a link. Here's here's the idea, what it's about, and send me uh, you know your uh, essays in, in an email, and it started off as, as really a trickle um, over the first couple of months or something, and I was kind of thinking, well, maybe this isn't going to happen because I wasn't, you know, hugely um, impressed by the essays so far, and and you know there were one or two that seemed like they could work, and um, but just kind of over time, with some of the people that wrote essays that I thought, well, they, you know, this has some potential, but it's not really there yet. I sent it back to them and said, you know, if you wanted to fill this in more. Um, you know, add a little something more, then you know, feel free and send it back to me, and see we'll see how that's doing. And and then I just started, you know, every once in a while I'd just get another essay that was working, and then I'd get an update from someone else that they'd improved theirs. And so um, basically, slowly over over the course of six months or so, then I got together a really awesome collection of essays um, uh, from both men. And I originally started off just asking for pieces from women. Um, but then someone said, you know, you should you should bounce it out a little bit and get the, the uh, men's perspective as well. Um, and also Absolutely. throughout this time, and then I was I was writing my own. I wanted to write my own introduction. You know what I've learned in the course of my life, uh, my various relationships. Um, and so so the first part of the book is um, seven chapters that are my own uh, writing, and then the, the bulk of the book is a part two, which is which is I think twenty. 25 or 26 essays from women, and then there's um, eight further essays from men at the end. So that pretty much uh, sums it up. That sounds like a super exciting project, super, super exciting. Yeah. We're going to do something a little was, bit unusual tonight because um, uh-huh. this is going to be one of those conversations that I want to, like, I want to get in. I haven't read the book, so I want to get into it with you and, and with your experiences and the things that you've learned. And who knows where the conversation is going to take us. So we're going to take a break now. Crazy thought. We're going to take a musical break now. And then we're going to play a song that I think you would agree really represents probably what your book is all about. And when we get back, we're going to get into it because I'm excited. This sounds like an awesome, awesome, awesome idea. All right. Yeah, it does. So, um... (laughs) Ina V must be with uh, She's a Miracle Walking. She's right? a Miracle All Walking. Right. Absolutely. All right. So we'll be right back, folks, for this amazing conversation. Stay with us.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our friend Ina V. You can learn all about her music and her being a miracle walking at www.enavie.com. That's enavie.com. All right. Now, Gabriel Morris is here with us tonight and apparently on the spot because she's being cornered about (laughs) having a book about women by a man. But now we've discovered, see, it's not all just written by a man. And... um, uh, and as one man who's passed a half a century on this planet, I would say, gee, I would have liked to have had an owner's manual on, or at least a hint sheet, something. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna get slaughtered for saying this, but most women out there would like an owner's manual as well, because sometimes we don't even know how to deal with each other. I mean, that's how complex our inner workings can be, right? Mm-hmm. And any woman worth her salt and who knows herself well cannot deny that that is so. I mean, there's just some women in our lives that we look at them and go, what the hell are you thinking? So <laughs> I got to ask, though, like, you must have learned so much doing this project. I did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, reading over these essays and then and then just doing the back and forth with the, with the authors of, you know, working with them in the, the editing process and, you know, you know, people really, you know, opened up to me a lot and, and just the essays themselves are very, a lot of them are really pretty, you know, pretty revealing and, and you know, real wide open and raw and, and um, you know, tell some very, you know, uh, intimate stories and just, uh, you know, some difficult stories. And um, it's it's really a interesting mix of, you know, different takes. Kind of, you know, I, I wanted the book to be a real, um, a real mix of views and not, you know, this isn't a subject where it's, you know, in my opinion anyway, where it's, you know, this is the way it is. This is how, you know, how relationships work. This is how you should approach things. Rather... Um, you know, there's, you know, an infinite number of ways to, to approach them and to get a real, you know, mix of different views. You know, every, uh, every person, or in this case, every woman is going to have a, um, you know, different perspective on what they're looking for, how they want to be related to, um, you know, what, what they're looking for in a man, what kind of a level of a relationship they want. Um, and, and so I thought it would be more, um, you know, helpful and interesting to just have, you know, just have people's real, real views of this is, you know, this is my take on the subject and just get the whole mix out there and then people can check it out and, and, um, you know, just expand their, their minds and their perspective on the subject in the process. Which is beautiful because the first thing you learn is that the diversity of women is infinite. And I love that you did this the way that you did it because so often we get these relationship help books and I just want to slap some of these people who have written them. First of all, they're Mm -hmm. like they've been divorced 10 times. They have the same, all women want this and all women think like that. And I'll I'll be honest with you, that's BS because we don't Mm -hmm. all think the same. We come from different backgrounds, different belief systems, different experiences we're all at different places in our lives. We all have different goals. We're aspiring to achieve different things. Some women, I have an aunt who is like the best mom ever. 
She raised five kids. She is like the ultimate housewife. She never worked a day in her life, but you can't top her in in the whole like taking care of a home, taking care of the family area, which I have really had to struggle with at some points in my life. That is a natural gift that she has. And then there are other women who are, you know, they're on Wall Street and they're killing it. And then there's women who are at the top of their game, like Madonna and Cher in the arts, in, in the music industry. And that's a tough business for women to be in. So the diversity of women to begin with is so vast that for anybody yeah. to write a book and say, this is how it is, right there, you know, you shouldn't yeah, have the missing, right to write a book like that. Right there. Yeah. Exactly. So, so what, what is... I'm going to write down to the gritty. What is one of the things that leapt out at you the most through this process, like through the actual reading of these essays? Was there a commonality or something regarding women's desires and relationships that jumped out at you and that said, like, this, this needs to be focused on? I would say what... You know, almost across the board, what um, women are really looking for is a just a deeper connection um, in their relationships, and and uh, you know, this book is is focused on heterosexual relationships. So I'm just going to speak, you know, in terms of of men and women, um, but obviously it can you know apply uh, regardless. But um, but really, you know, so many women are expressing in their in their perspectives that they're, you know, they really want to be, you know, met halfway, uh, in the same way that they're that they're, you know, yearning for, um, and you know, it comes down to that, you know, stuff about that that emotional connection, that real um, love connection, and but at the same time, you know, they're not. Um, they're not looking for, you know, wimpy, wispy, new agey men. They they still want that masculine um, essence, but with with a uh, you know kind of a greater depth to it, and um, you know, and and just that that ability to meet them where they're at. If that makes Which sense. Which for every woman is different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But that. The divine feminine searching for the divine masculine, as opposed to this lopsided, goofy masculine that we've had for a bit now. But <laughs> millennia. Okay, I said it. <laughs> yeah, finding finding that balance between the you know the ma- you know the, sort of the macho masculine that that um, doesn't have any real you know sensitivity you know that emotional. Um, element versus sort of swinging the other way of being, you know, a more, um, you know, discarding the, the masculine in order to be, you know, more sensitive. You know, finding some kind of a mix mix of both, I think, is what is what um, you know a lot of women are asking for. Well, yeah, because I mean, you don't want some. Yeah, I'm gonna say you don't want some pansy ass man who's gonna do everything you want him to do. I mean, yeah. I'm by the sure same maybe token, some women out there do. 
By the same token, yeah. you don't want an unfeeling prick. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there, so, you know, the same balance that that women are searching for within themselves in today's society, because women have to find a balance between their fem- femininity and that often un- never talked about. Okay, it's never talked about. I was going to say oftentimes disregarded, but it's never talked about masculinity that women have been known to show, especially in today's world, and it's it's a struggle within each and every female on the planet to find a balance between those two parts of herself. And so if she can mm-hmm. find a mate that's found the balance, that's like the ideal bliss right there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of really the the ultimate question in a way. It's just that, you know, finding that, that um that balance between the masculine and feminine and uh you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to mean you know, men are 50% masculine and 50% feminine, and and women are 50% masculine and 50% feminine. It's 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 more about just finding the you know realities of of whoever you are, and I, and I think even that is a real um, cross section among men and among women that you know some women just in their essence they they just have you know stronger masculine energy. Um, and uh, and some men have you know greater feminine energy, and it's 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 really about just finding out who you really are, and being able to you know be at peace with that and and come into balance with it, and not be in a state of denying either one or you know trying to overdo it on either one, um, and not looking to, for that mate who's going to complete you because that's oftentimes a mistake we make is that we uh-huh. have yet to find that within ourselves that completes us we have yet mm-hmm. to embrace all of who we are and yet we think that the rest of us is somehow magically out there our soulmate our other half i mean there's so many different phrases that we use in today's world to describe that perfect mate but let's be honest you're never going to find your best friend. And if you're going to get married, you should marry your best friend. That's my advice at the age of 37 and on my second marriage. Marry your best friend. But you're never going to find your best friend who makes you laugh and lifts you up and is willing to give you a shoulder when you need to cry and who supports you in every way you need unless you know what it is you need. You need to know yourself first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that 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 quest of self of self knowledge and self discovery is such a crucial, you know, crucial element. And this this idea of you know, well, we'll bring these two halves together and have a whole, and uh, you know, God bless all the people that are looking for their soulmate and all of these sorts of things. It's to me that often devolves into the that same, you know, I'm looking for somebody to complete me, and it, it just, you, uh, you know, one wing's male and one wing's female, so we've got to have them both. That, that it's just, I, you know, forgive me, guys from the guys' club, but I think that's just more part of the patriarchal dominant, you know, it's okay, find a little quiet, mousy woman somewhere, thing or something. And 
and, and because it, it just it, it 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 can get so out of balance, and it has been so out of balance in the masculine way, but it can be out of balance in the other direction too. Uh, uh, it, it, that it's uh, I always say, you know, if you're going to have a couple, they call it a couple because there's that means there's two. So that means you got to have two whole peoples, or you don't end up with two. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it is such a, uh, you know, you talked about the, that blend, and 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 there is there are traditionally, you know, what what society perhaps might look at as masculine and feminine in all of us, and um, and the way that blend comes down is the way that blend comes down in the unique individual. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and you have to find, you know, all elements of yourself in order to be able to connect connect with someone else on those, you know, on those other levels. If, if you don't know yourself uh, very well, then um, you're not going to be able to meet, you know, meet someone else in a, in a deeper way. Um, and so, you know, it, it's certainly a, maybe a bit of a, you know, fault in our societies that, that people are often expected to, you know, jump into a relationship and a family and everything when they're, when they're young and hardly know anything about themselves and then stick with that person for the rest of their lives. Um, and certainly there's some, you know, a fair amount of flexibility with that in our, in our Western cultures um, nowadays that, you know, when you realize you're not with the right person, at least you do have that option of moving on and finding somebody else. But, um, you know, that's definitely a, um, you know, an important part of the quest is being able to be, be on your own at some point in your life so you can figure out, you know, a little better who you actually are. It's certainly not the preferred methodology to break up a, to break up a family. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if we could get back to, or, well, I say back to you because I believe that a long time ago we did have a little more wisdom as far as knowing yourself before you got into a relationship. And I mean a really long, long time ago. Um, but if we could get back to that and not discourage people from falling in love, but perhaps discourage people who have experienced that feeling of love or who are experienced that feeling of love to take it to the next step. Why does the next step always have to be right now? Why can't a relationship in the beginning of a relationship last? You know, why, why can't that dating, as we call it, time or the honeymoon time that people refer to at the beginning of a relationship, why can't that be dragged out? Why do we have to hurry up, get married, have children? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It totally doesn't make yeah. sense because that's, I believe, where a large part of our divorce rate comes from. Yeah, uh-huh. the societal expectations. Of... Yeah, grandma well, and... wants grandkids. Grandma wants grandkids, and you know, well, in the, in the old days, like folks got married at fifteen. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. in the old days, people only lived to be thirty. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it 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 by the time you got together and had kids, you were pretty much done. So you didn't have to mm-hmm. worry about getting along too too much. You just focus on the kids, and okay. But um, you know, now we get to spend a 
decades together if that's the way that you choose to do it. Um, and um, so you've got to have somebody that's willing to do that exploration work with themselves or mm-hmm. or you're not going to be able to do the exploration work with yourself being in a relationship with them because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 50 and the exploration is not over. I, I we've yeah. talked to people on the show that are in their 80s and they say it's not over. So, um, kind of reminds me of that Facebook meme thing. You know, everybody's got baggage. You just got to find somebody who's willing to help you unpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you can, then that's definitely a uh, um, bound to be a meaningful relationship. Or at least somebody but that's willing that comes- to have the patience to allow you to unpack or to discover more about yourself or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that comes back to that honesty issue, too. I mean, if you're going to get into a relationship, are you going to do it in such a way that you're going to lay it out on the table and say, this is me as I am now, but I'm not done growing, so shit might change, but I'd love to take the mm-hmm. journey with you. Or are you going to jump into it blindfolded and say, okay, I'm going to be everything you need me to be because you make me feel good, so I'm going to try and make you happy by fulfilling your or my perceptions of your desires. And that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that people do too is that they're not honest. They're not honest with themselves. And if you're not honest with yourself, how can you possibly be open and honest with somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I really think honesty is um, absolutely the key. And um, it's something that I've discussed in a few of my videos on my YouTube channel. Um, I, I made one video titled Radical Honesty in Relationships. And I think this is a really, you know, important element um, and for people to, to keep in mind and become more aware of within themselves is how, you know, how often we kind of, you know, just go along with the program and deny our true thoughts and feelings about things. And really, honesty is at the heart of intimacy. And, um, you know, you, you create a dy- dynamic in your relationship and if the dy- dynamic becomes, you know, we're just going to sweep things under the, the carpet in order to get along, then it's almost like a dead-end road of sorts that, that you know, it's bound to, bound to, you know, have problems and have limitations um, because you have to be able to be upfront about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as they say, um, and and make that a part of, you know, a part of the relationship and just kind of come to this place of, of um, you know, of non-judgment of each other and just, you know, it's, it's like a... Uh, you know, an environment that you have to consciously create of saying, okay, we're going to be honest with each other and that's, and that's part of the deal and we're going to, we're going to work with that and, um, and, and both be open and receptive to it. Um, that, okay, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to hear, hear, you know, some unpleasant things about myself that you might want to bring up, something or other that bothered you, um, you know, for the betterment of, of the relationship and in order to keep us closer. So otherwise you just end up creating this, 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 you know, gap of dishonesty that, that is just bound to push people apart. 
Absolutely. And it has to start like immediately. Um, I'm, I'm still, and I, I know that many of our family are still abs- in, fr- and friends are still in absolute shock that my love and I are not only still together, but we're now living in our dream home with both our kids functioning as a very happy, if maybe unconventional family pursuing our dreams, pursuing our passions, talking about opening a business together. I mean, this is not something that our friends and family, knowing us as individuals, would have ever imagined could have been possible. But the key to our relationship is that we both came out right away when we started actually dating and said, okay, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And some of it wasn't so pretty. But Mm -hmm. when you take two people who have really explored themselves and looked in the mirror and gone, oh, some of that's not so pretty, but it's all me, so, you know, I'm going to embrace it, and they're willing to be open about it and talk about it, then your relationship continues to be an exploration and an adventure. Yeah. I mean, we're not bored. Our honeymoon period yeah. hasn't ended and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't ever perceive it ending because we just don't get bored. Mm, that's awesome. Because we don't hide shit. We don't hide shit. Yeah. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if I'm having weirdness happening inside, I tell him, this is what's going on. Mm. We talk it out. Yeah, and well, that's, I, that's the difference between my successful relationship now and my super failed marriage of seven mm-hmm. years, yeah, where I hid everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that really gets to the heart of what you know. A lot of people in uh, the women in this book are you know are asking for is that kind of a you know living an adventure together and and um, you know that that give and take and that that honesty and and uh, just the commitment to exploring you know whatever there is to be explored and. Um, rather than a, you know, kind of surface level, you know, let's just, let's just, you know, play nice and, and, uh, you know, do what feels good and that's all, um, you know, be, be willing to kind of get down into the nitty gritty and, and, uh, you know, make it a real interesting dynamic exploration together. Well, and all, I'm, all I'm really it, curious. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Well, I'll ask this later. All adventures, all adventures do. They have their strangenesses. They have their, you know, oftentimes you get back from, you know, let's go take a vacation to Costa Rica. You get back and, you know, what what are you talking about? Oh, man, there was this time and this tree and it fell and it, I, and we were wet. and it, it, That's what you tell people, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't tell them, you know, well, yeah, we we sat we sat for hours on the patio and just looked at the trees. You might say it, but you only say it once, but you really get that gusto going when you're telling them that challenging story of, you know, but we lived or whatever, you know. And why can't it be why shouldn't it be that way in relationships? You holding stuff back and hiding everything and well, I don't want to rock the boat. What? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, you know, I mean, some people don't know how to swim, so rocking the boat might not be a good idea. But yeah, what? 
smooth seas never never made a skilled sailor. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, so, I think that definitely speaks to something. Um, you know, there, there's this concept of the the shadow self, and uh, and I think this is a, a really important part of the spiritual path in general, um, and and definitely factors into relationships as well. Is is just that willingness to kind of you know look at the look at the unpleasant stuff and just having a generally an open view of yourself of of being willing to you know acknowledge and and embrace your own faults um, and and not not be in a default position of defensiveness of you know if the person brings up something or other you know that they didn't like about what they said or did or um you know you're you know, poo-pooing their plans or whatever, um, to be willing to hear that and genuinely consider it and be like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I was just just a jerk that that time, or um, and to be able to, you know, learn learn from the reflections that you're getting from someone else. What were you gonna say, Jean? Actually, I was just swimming in the in the. Um, yeah, I was letting that reflection. The perfection thing. of that statement. <laughs> yeah, we don't get those that often. Was, I, was just, I was just swimming in the perfection of that statement. Um, you know, learn from the the reflection of yourself, and ultimately, that's what all our relationships are with mm-hmm. with our loves, romantically, our friendships, even you know our relationships with our children. It's it's a reflection. It's a reflection of pieces of us, and when we can recognize that, then the rest of it's not so scary. And it's really, mm-hmm. it's really easy to accept others' whole being if we can accept our own. And again, that's you know back to that: know yourself so that you can be honest about it. Um, what I'm curious about, though, is can't possibly fathom what the women wrote about and I'm sure it was an eye opener for you, but was well, the I, response I have, I have you the got book. from I have the book here and I have some excerpts so I can I can read there a little bit at some point. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because I'm also curious cool. is were you surprised about the response that you got from the men who wanted to be involved with this project? And I'd love to hear excerpts from both the men and the women because I I'm just excited about this book idea yeah really um yeah it was definitely i'm not sure that i would say i was surprised but but uh i was definitely um you know heartened by the the responses that i got uh from from the men as well that were very you know very much you know conscious awakening um men who had some you know their uh perspective definitely added a lot to it um and yeah, would you like me to read an excerpt here? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Bring it. Okay. Um, this is uh, this first one's just a page. I didn't actually select one from the men's section, um, but I'll I can I can uh, sum through there really quick and and find one. But uh, so this is from Sarah Nolan, and she's a she's a. Uh, I believe we were friends on Facebook before this project. I, I, now that I think of it, I'm not 100% sure if she might have contacted me first and then and then we connected on Facebook. But anyways, we're 
you know, we have regular interactions now, and uh, she's a really awesome woman. So um, the title of this essay is, and I'm just going to read the first few paragraphs, not the whole thing. Um, the title is, To the Man, Lover, Life, Partner, Friend, by Sarah Nolan. I write this vulnerable, raw, and exposed letter as a gift to you, a view of the essence of the woman I am, what I want, what I desire, and a few notes I feel may be helpful for you to hear in order to prepare for a deeper love. A woman such as me wants a man with a soulful leaning, an instinctual nature, and an endurance that will enable you to identify, understand, and embrace my deepest substance, my very being. This takes great courage and strength of mind, stuff of which fairy tales and stories of past generations are made of. The noble hero, the great knight slaying the dragon, or the demon at the gates of the castle of the woman he loves. Not that I require a great knight to slay my demons. I myself have seen them alone. But I need to know that you are indeed willing to face your own demons first to experience the joining with me. You will need the courage and strength I speak of, for you must allow my substance, my exposed being, to wash over you. Wash over your shield, your armor, your barriers, your preconceived ideas and expectations. This will challenge you. I will challenge you. I will stand in front of you, real and exposed, and test your every belief surrounding how I should be, how I should behave, look, speak, think. I want you to stand up to this challenge with an open mind, with quiet strength and dignity. I will not tolerate it if you run, control, or manipulate. I must see you stand tall, be a safe and stable port. This is to prove to me that you are willing to weather the storm that my femininity at times harbors in order to get to the tranquil waters of its basic existence. So um, that's just the first uh, three paragraphs. And I forget if we mentioned that the book's titled The Mystery wow. Woman. Yeah, which You'll need that. to write back to her and tell her she needs to write a book and then come talk to yeah. us because, yeah. damn, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, the essays are in that similar vein of just being very – you know, direct and, and uh, you know, really sharing, sharing yeah. our hearts and and just getting, you know, it's getting to the point. Pure, raw emotion. And I love mm-hmm. that. But it's so eloquently presented. So uh-huh. it's like this perfect combination of, of mm-hmm. emotion and description. And it just... Yeah, wow, does that, it flows, and it gets you, though, because I was sitting here listening to that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could, you know, yeah, and I'm I'm agreeing with her, not mentally, mm-hmm. but emotionally, with everything that she's saying, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, she's getting victims of it, uh-huh. Yeah, we have, I'm sure we have several female listeners like at this her. point that have already ordered a copy of the book for their potential yeah. mates. <laughs> <laughs> just on that one right there <laughs> but okay so here here's a question guys so here's a question though as as a woman if now i've already done this because i actually wrote something similar in going home to heaven and i was writing the book at the beginning of our relationship so mother half knows all of that already but how is it for you as a man hearing a woman express that in such a raw manner and, and so bluntly and just here it is, this is, this is it. And, and mm-hmm. I'll go one at a time. Gabriel, you've had practice at this, so I'll get to you in a minute. You already know what you're going to say. Rick, how does that All make right. you feel? 
How would it make you feel if the woman in your life wrote that to you and just left it there for you to read? Well, it is uh, a little challenging, and um, and I suppose the society version of me that I generated for years, uh, you know, has a little recoil at that. But it's also at the same time, it's very uh, refreshing and uh, uh, it. I want to sit down and talk to this girl. You know, I mean, it, it, it's like this is going to be an interesting conversation, you know, because it's not going to be, you know, bless their little hearts out in Hollywood. But, you know, the little blonde starlet with, that's at the nail parlor together with the, you know, guy that's in lumberjack clothes, that doesn't, it's, grr, it's not like that. And they're both lying to themselves. They got to be, you know. And because the macho guy that doesn't ever have a sensitive moment and the and the uh, sensitive woman that never has a time when they stand up and say, all right, this is it. I'm standing right in front of your shield armor and all, and I'm fixing to penetrate every bit of it, and you better like it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it, and, but I could see how, you know, if you're still treading in that traditional society served up dish of what masculine and feminine roles are that that might even be scary but i don't find it scary i I, uh challenging is the word that i've used but you know because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get away with any bullshit about myself either with this person you know all right gabriel your turn i i definitely dig it um and uh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it, it just feels to me like you know honesty and and you know vibrancy, and you know I, I really think that that's that's what's missing in our in our cultures and our world is just just more of that just raw creative energy. Um, that that's what really makes life fun and interesting, and and I really think that is that is you know ultimately what the feminine brings to the table. It's just this, you know, creative, passionate, spontaneous, you know, free-flowing energy. Um, and, you know, there definitely is a difference between, you know, masculine and feminine, men and women, and, and their experiences and, and just their, you know, their general beingness, um, that the masculine is kind of more of a, a, a mental energy and more more focused on, you know, rational reason thinking and and um, how to get stuff done and how to, you know, fix a flat tire and and how to shovel dirt and, you know. Uh, a little more left and, brain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the feminine is kind of what, you know, what brings fun and, and, and you know, vibrancy to life, and and that's really what's missing in our cultures is we've gotten so so focused on you know sort of getting the job done and and creating new computers and skyscrapers and jet airplanes and going to the moon and and have have lost touch with that you know just being in the moment, just being you know with a group of people around a campfire dancing and making music. Um, and how that's, you know, that's really what life should be about. 
Um, and so that's kind of, you know, that's what I see, what I see as, as the feminine bringing to the table. And, you know, certainly a lot more than that as well. But um, just that uh, embracing of just the, you know, just the inner experience of your, you know, feelings and desires and, and uh, um, you know, what's really going on inside of you as opposed to the socially acceptable, you know, what you're going to do with your life or whatever. <laughs> where do you, where you see yourself in five years? Yes, um, what's your yeah. five-year plan? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> our, our, yeah. new, our new admin recently had a job interview and then got asked about her five-year plan. She said, I don't really have one of those. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing in six months. Yeah, it, never, it, never it, drew one of those up. Yeah, it blew the interview for her, but, you know. <laughs> but she, we hired her. She did, yeah. <laughs> Right on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I told her, I said, yeah, that's because those are people you wouldn't enjoy working with anyway. Goodness gracious me. Um, Well, Gabriel, just before we jump on to the next piece of writing, because you probably have more, and I I really want to hear it now. Um, I really hope that you're going to drop this woman a line um, and and shoot me her email. I want to send her my book, Going Home to Heaven, because the first part of that deals with this topic that you're talking about, and I would love to hear her thoughts on, on cool. just the raw honesty. And quite uh-huh. honestly, I'd like to get her on the air. I want to talk to her. She's not only a brilliant cool. writer, but she uh-huh. is interesting. She fascinates me. I'm already in love with her, and I, all I've heard is like cool. two paragraphs of her writing. So drop her a line uh-huh. <laughs> and, and connect us with her because she's freaking fantastic. So, which means you have I, more fantastic, which is cool. <laughs> oh man, that's just the beginning. There's 32 hey. essays in this book, oh, and it, and they get you know they're all over the map. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, connected with her on Facebook, so I'm definitely going to send her you know the link for this uh, this interview, and I can get you, send you her. Um, Email and vice versa, or whatever. Yeah, please do. I'd, ah, I'd love yeah. to talk to her. But give me more yummy. I really, I need to get this book, Rick. I want the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this, uh, this is again from the Mystery of Woman, a book for men. This is What Women Want Is by Francis Elliot. I'm going to tell you what women want. So this is from uh, Francis the Man. I'm going to tell you what women want. But first, I'm going to say a bit about last night. Last night, I screwed up. My partner was feeling that I was... The worst thing about it was that I could not stay present for her. I didn't give her the sense that she was okay in her feelings. So I couldn't hold the space for her to come back to feeling good again. She quite rightly asked me to leave, and I felt abandoned. I was caught up in myself. I was worried that she would never open to me again. I was worried so much about myself that I could not really see her. I could not be present for her. What women want is for men to be present for them, for men to see them, to witness their beauty and mystery, even when they are fearful or angry. It did emerge for me later on, and I spent some hours releasing deep and old fears and anxieties. I felt abandoned and only later recognized that the feeling had little to do with the present situation with my partner, who had simply been aware of where I lacked strength and presence. I had let her down by trying to argue against her feelings and by not initially allowing her space alone when she asked for it. I wanted to redeem myself by being present in her presence, but it was too late at that point, and I was not recognizing that being present for someone does not necessarily mean being in the same physical place as them. 
Thank heavens we are now back in love. It was a strong reminder of the tantric teaching that in the relationship of polarity, it is the masculine who must steer the ship on the feminine ocean. The ocean, the feminine, can get wild and windy. In fact, in its essence, it is really just energy. If the masculine loses control of the ship or simply fails to steer, things will not be good. Many men are too busy trying to justify themselves against women who do not feel truly met. I've been there many times, but men need to ask themselves this. Would you rather be right or would you rather be close? I know what I would choose. So I will aim to let go of my defenses and remain present when I'm with my partner, steering the ship, not losing my balance, and getting caught in stormy waters. Women will test men. They will test their presence. So there you go. That's just the first uh, couple paragraphs, and then his, his essay continues um, quite a bit from there. Okay, and as a woman, I want to remind all the women listening out there that this, my darlings, my dears, also applies to us because it is a societal lie men do not need alone time, that men do not have emotions, that men do not have doubts, that men do not have fears. So as much as we would like them to be present in the moment when it comes to our emotional needs and wants, we also need to be present in the moment when it comes to them. If your husband looks at you and says, not now, dear, now is not the right time, then hightail your ass into another room and leave him his space. Mm-hmm. And that's a brilliant piece of writing because it can come from both ends of it. And that's why I love what I'm hearing from this book. Not only is this going to help men who read it, but I really think it's going to be an inspiration to women to not only be more honest about their needs and about their desires, but to be more open to recognizing the needs and the desires of our mates. Mm-hmm. So this yeah, is I like a that, double-edged that, gift. Yeah, that piece, that uh, those few paragraphs really speaks to what we were saying before about you know, just that concept of of you know being more open to the um, the good, and the bad, and the ugly, whatever's whatever's present in the moment, what people are really really feeling and experiencing within themselves, and and working with that, and uh, you know. Being willing to to be present, as they say, with with the other person, either you know, whichever way it goes, as you're expressing there. Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing more irritating to me, and I've, luckily, I don't have this problem with my love, but I have had this problem with friends, especially mm-hmm. female friends, and that's kind of scary. Where you say to them, "I just need, I don't want to talk about this right now. I don't want to discuss it," and they go into this self-induced state of of worry oh what did i do or they're mad at me and i i screwed up and it's not always about you you know i mean if somebody says i need space or i need time this is not an indicator that this is the end especially Mm -hmm. if you say oh okay i'll give it to you and i'll be right here when you're ready to talk Uh uh-huh and it's so important for people to recognize yeah. that. And I, I love that this guy has tapped into it in such a raw way. And and for him to be willing to share the experience that brought this to his consciousness, you know, brought it to his awareness. And mm-hmm. his aha moment, you know, 
he, he shared with yeah. us an, a really deep, insightful aha moment in a very blunt and plain spoken, honest way. And that's exciting. Yeah, and that importance of just recognizing kind of the energy of the moment and realizing, you know, we just need to take a break for now and come back to it at another time. So awesome. So awesome. These people are awesome. Amazing (laughs) people that you've gotten to contribute to this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, a really cool co- collection of individuals. Absolutely, um, I can certainly see why you find it heartening. There's, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there are, yeah, you know, there are plenty of people out there that that want to, you know, work with this stuff and go beyond the, you know, where the current society is Look, in, which you know has so you know, far, any value so in far that. beyond the frou-frou, bunnies and rainbows relationship crap that's been dished out for so long. This is this is a whole new level we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, marriage counselors should be reading this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want me to read one more uh, section here? Yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it, All bring right. it. This is by Kylie Devi. Um, and the title of this one is um, I Want Burning, Loving a Woman on the Spiritual Path. I must say that loving a woman and loving a woman well is one of the finer accomplishments a man or, or woman could achieve in this lifetime. Loving her spirit and allowing her to be totally free is a gorgeous offering to this planet. Women like the earth herself have been subjugated, dominated, and controlled for somewhere around 6,000 years now. So loving a woman wholly while allowing her to express herself fully is almost a revolutionary contribution to human development and the evolution of consciousness. The constraining social and cultural paradigms we have lived in for the last several millennia has been for women like a flower that is allowed to grow at the stem alone, the beautiful petals being plucked before they are ready, exploited, brushed, and then sent into a torrent of wind, landing here and there, but never really shining with the depth of beauty that her essence was born to be. There are feminists and scholars who explain this phenomenon, and there is also a trace of anger in some schools of thinking about the whole thing. I'm not here to man-bash or purport any type of hatred. I'm simply bringing up a, a historical fact that can explain much about the collective psyche of the female mind. She, in fact, is much more primal, more body-centered, more wild, and more loving than we have allowed her to be. Let's allow her to be then. Have you ever loved the type of woman who simply cannot be captured? Her beauty shines through strikingly, even in the most mundane of moments and yet you cannot quite fathom what her beauty is made of. She is wild one moment and peaceful the next, ecstatic for no comprehensible reason, and then sobbing into her hands is something you can't perceive or relate to only minutes later. In her eyes you see the depths of the universe, yet she can seem so youthful innocent. It almost seems as if she needs your protection, but then there she goes. She is free. She is untamable. She is likely to do the most profound things you have conceived of, and then on a whim make choices, choices that perplex and stupefy you, but which generally receive no explanation other than a coy smile. This, my beloved, is the story of any man or woman who has ever loved a woman who is in love with love, the mystic fire. So that's just the first uh, few paragraphs per essay, which continues. Just a, just a taster from, from that one. I, I, I know yeah. that Jean's over there being stunned 
not not uh, stupefied, just stunned. That fire is uh-huh. one of her favorites, you know. In awe. I mean, you could In be awe. talking. Yeah. You could be talking about Joan of Arc. You could be talking about both of the Marys. You could be talking about Queen Elizabeth. You could be talking about Cher or Madonna. Like I said, that is the essence of the woman. Mm-hmm. That absolutely is. She's captured it so perfectly, and I, I might be putting my foot way too far down my throat, but wouldn't it be fun to get some of these contributors on the air all at the same time? Absolutely, that would be that would be awesome. And it would be awesome. Uh, yeah, what? We're going to have to work on that for our listeners. Um, I'm just—it's such a yummy piece of writing. Like I, I don't really have that much to say about it. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. It, it does. And it's you can analyze words and things, but it's these people are are just eloquent at at communicating emotion and depth and um and in 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 this case the the spirit of woman, you know, because uh-huh. Um, you know, let's face it, people, you look at the indigenous, whether it be, you know, tribes, people from where, or in, in, in my better knowledge, the Native Americans, that was, you know, the men were warriors, the men were warriors because you had to be a warrior to keep up with a Native American woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there was tremendous respect from both sides, you know, and, and it was not, and there's not a Native American, there's not a Native American woman ever born who wouldn't pick up the spear if her, her mate fell. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that was the, if if there was going to be a Native American battle, that was the worst of it was when you arrived in, if you ever arrived at the other side's camp, because then you were going to face the women. Oh, they, <laughs> when you're already tired, you know, and, and so that was why it almost never worked, because the women were there were defending the the home fire, the hearth, and the children, and the oh my lord, look out! Gotcha, uh, yeah, yeah, with some real passion. Yeah. <laughs> Not that the men weren't. Okay, Gabriel. But... I gotta say, when they initially told me what you'd done. Mm-hmm. I thought you were nuts. I thought it was ballsy and bold and and, and nuts. And nuts. She used that word yeah. more than once. Like crazy, loopy, yeah. wonky. Yeah, but, 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 my but friend, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't capture that in a book. You're a genius. Thank you. What What you've done? You're a genius. <laughs> and, and every single contributor to this piece of like, all these pieces of writing together, every single person who wrote for this book, your publishing team, the people mm-hmm. who believed in it, the people who are promoting it, genius, mm-hmm. genius, 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 genius. And I do not <laughs> throw that word around lightly. Gene, yes, absolutely brilliant. And that is you sold me. And those pieces are such a such a just a little you know dip in dipping your toe in the lake there's you know there's a lot in here and there's some there's some very interesting uh 
um, you know, fairly well-known characters. Uh, Maya Yonaka is the main character in the movie Sex Magic, Manifesting Maya, uh, which is a uh, a movie uh, about, you know, basically about Neo-Tantra in, in, in the U.S., and uh, and she's uh, one of the main characters in the movie, and and on the world with a with a uh, a man tantric, you know, teaching uh, uh, tantric workshops, and um, and it's a whole um, kind of dramatic story between these two characters. But uh, but there's a like a 15 page interview with her on the subject of tantra and everything um, in this, and then uh, Dasha Makona is. A very uh, well-known yoga instructor. She's uh, has a piece in here, and the founders of the school of Hawaii, Janet and Sasha Lesson. They both, uh, man and woman, have a um, essay in here, so it gets both of their perspectives and and uh, heck of a lot more. That is such a super yummy read. Like I, I, <laughs> it would be very easy to get lost in that book. Mm-hmm. Because you're only giving us a taste, really, and the taste that you've given yeah. us is absolute brilliance. Can you imagine? I can't. I can't. Well, like I said, I'm going to have to get the book. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It. It, it is. They're they're eloquent and and uh, and honest and. Uh, it, but the, the thing that's most encouraging to me is. You know, like what we said a minute ago, people willing to have the conversation. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I may be weird on this planet, but uh, I, I've been in several relationships. I've been married before, and it always felt like some tired, recycled script from some movie or soap opera. And... Mm-hmm. Um, at times, my my actions and reactions felt that way too. I'm not picking on the ladies that you know I've, I've got it going on, and they didn't. No, I was goofier than anybody in in mm-hmm. most cases. But because there is, there's been this sort of narrative fed to us, and we try to go out and live life to that narrative or something. It's really um, goofy. You know, it's not insidious. It's not nobody planned that. You know, it just it 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 just one generation after another of you know well, this is how it is. This is and and because I think it is a story that has to be repeated to keep people out of balance like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because that's not where we want to be. It's not where we're really comfortable. Because uh, I mean, come on, guys in the audience, comments in the. Uh, you know, down down below, we have the comments box. Um, wouldn't you like to be in love with a girl like that? Mm-hmm. Of course, the question then comes up, do you think you're up to it? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I that's, was just going to say. That's a bunch of, yeah. a bunch of hoo-ha. Say, can, I'm you, a, you know. can you keep up with her is the thing. <laughs> and, well, and that's kind of that's kind of the question that was, you know, being asked in that one essay was, you know, this is, look, this is how it is. So, you know, do you think you can handle it? Because it is. And um, But a little bit of frustration with yourself of not being able maybe to figure out how to keep up today seems so much better than that frustration of, you know, it, it, 
it, whether you recognize it or not, when you're living the tired old story, it, it is. It's tired and it's old. Blech. Yeah, and it's just an un- unfulfilling life to, to to be avoiding, you know, the the juiciest stuff. Yeah. Why? Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I mean, I don't. I did it for seven years, um, mm-hmm. and and for me, it was all about avoiding confrontation. Uh huh. Keep the you peace. Know, yeah, but, I think. I think I think to a great extent, it's just that you know people just aren't prepared for it, and don't, and and there's not, um, you know, our our culture just isn't really at that level of 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 uh, making these kind of interpersonal dynamics, you know, more of a priority, and and so people just don't have kind of the, um, you know, emotional maturity or just just awareness of you know how to deal with this stuff. Because, like Rick said, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's completely unknown, you know, territory, then you don't know what to what to do other than just, you know, block it out. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Run yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guys <laughs> that would be like, "Oh yeah, this is a bunch of that Lily Pansy stuff. I'm gonna go get my girl over here. She's having her nails done." And, yeah. and I, I keep saying, bringing that up. It's, I'm not saying real women don't get their nails done, but um, it it that it, they Hollywood, get them done, they get them sharpened so they can claw your eyes out. Yeah, <laughs> they do that. Um, and uh, uh, but really, the you know the spice, the richness, the you know, I often wonder sometimes if you know it's these kinds of things whether it be in relationship with the earth, relationship with each other, um, that are missing, that have people off for, you know, eating the entire chocolate cake and ending up 300 pounds. Or got to have, you know, every last, you know, gadget and doha and latest car. And the, the, is because that richness yeah. is missing. We've taken it away from where it naturally exists. And, mm-hmm. and, and and turned that into some sort of a bland, predictable, you know, tired old script. And, and yeah, finding other ways to meet those you know emotional relationship needs. Yeah, because that I think deep inside we all we all know we all feel anyway. Our hearts all know that that this should be some wild interplay that can have no prediction of where it might go, and. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's, you know, okay, well, we've been dating six weeks now. I think it's the appropriate time that we move this to the next level. And What, are we going to have a contract? Do we have a five-year plan on where, we're, where our relationship's going to be? <laughs> what? Yeah, I rather, than, rather than just being in the moment of, of what is and being able to work with that. Because, I mean, me, I don't want to get into one of those. I've been in one of those. I've been in more than one of those. And yeah. It just really, it doesn't, it doesn't every, even taste good. Every single relationship I've had with men who promised me forever has failed. The one uh-huh. man who came into my life and promised me now, because that's all he's ever promised me, is mm-hmm. right now. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know right now. That's all he's yeah, ever uh, promised, and it works beautifully. Beautifully. That's awesome. 
that's an awesome lesson for sure of that you know of just of just being in the moment instead of you know living to the something that you have to you know a job you have to get done you know you you got to be you got to be together for the rest of the life of your lives no matter what um yeah, i mean yeah, that's, that's, is, it, that. is it a relationship or a retirement plan yeah <laughs> yeah or an insurance policy or right yeah I think everybody would agree that retirement plans and insurance policies are boring as hell. Yeah. Or a paycheck in some cases, because we yeah. might as well go there while we're being honest. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just being supported. It just, and... it, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. That that promise of forever doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, it certainly can. You know, can last forever. I mean, I haven't experienced that, but but. Uh... You know, it's oh, I'm possible, not saying it, it can't be, last forever. I'm yeah, not saying it, that it can't last forever. In, in the now. It has to be rooted in the yeah. moment. It has to be rooted in the experience in the moment. Yeah. And and there has to be room in that experience for growth and expansion on both parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be a real commitment to, you know, to really be there for the other person and 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 to have a an openness to you know the unfamiliar and the unknown. I mean that's why I call the book the mystery of woman is that that's that's an important element of it is is being willing to you know face the darkness and and you know go into some unknown ter- territory with you know, with an element of trust, and that's that really has to be at the heart of it. Is 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 uh, a trust? You know that you're gonna you're gonna be present with the other person, and and uh, you know come out the other side, even if even if there's some you know challenges that have to be faced. Well, my friend, I I certainly hope that you hit and stay at the bestsellers list for a really long time. I really do. I think this Thank book you. needs to get out there. So where do people find it? Where can people get it? Because they're going to want to get it's, it. Yep, it's on Amazon. Um, just for, search for The Mystery of Woman or Gabriel Morris. And, uh, you know, it's in both paperback and ebook form. And... Um, other than that, then I'm sure that it can be ordered in a you know local bookstore. It's you know it's it's published through a publisher in the UK, and I think it's a little bit more available there, um, based on the sales numbers. And um, it seems to be selling selling in the UK a little bit better. But uh, um, yeah, Amazon's your your quick quickest easiest way to grab a copy. And, and honestly, for our listeners, you, you want to support your local bookstore, and you want to support the uh-huh. brilliance of this this publishing team. Go to your local bookstore and ask that they order this book and make it available. That's all it takes. When bookstore owners know that a book is in demand, they will order several copies and put them on their shelves. So it's up to the exactly. readers to demand that this be made available for the public. And it should be. It should be easily available. And I'm not one to encourage books being printed in advance and sitting on shelves. Everybody knows that who listens to our show. However, in this case, 
I wouldn't be opposed to people buying two, three, four copies at a time and just leave them lying around. You're going to the doctor's office, leave one lying there. It could change somebody's life. And again, I don't say yeah, that lately, a, and I don't recommend people do that often. But Find a convention of uh, marriage counselors and uh, distribute several cases <laughs> around to the tables in the waiting rooms or the lobbies of the hotels or the whatever. Uh, yeah, you might save a marriage. Or, or break one up that's, you know, just quiet desperation. Not you know. healthy, yeah. Uh, because yeah, absolutely. it's like, you know, you say, well... You know, ah, yes, my husband, there's a there's this girl from back in college, and, you know, apparently it's just never okay. been like that, you know, again. And, oh, get over it. Go out and find somebody. What, you know, don't pine away. I'd rather have six weeks like this than, you know, 30 years of, you know, did you take out the trash being the highlight yeah. of your and week? That's, that's yeah. the exciting thing. My blunt answer... My blunt answer to that, Rick, is any woman or man out there who is concerned that their other half, spouse, I hate using other half, but spouse, their love, I'm not going to say spouse either, but their love, their chosen life partner, or their chosen partner in the moment, is comparing them to other women or other men, that's because you have not stopped comparing yourself to other men and other women. So until you get a handle on that, you are always going to have a problem in your relationships. Always. Gabriel, can we expect a, a Mystery of Men book? Well, people have certainly uh, um, suggested that. And uh, I haven't... Um, I mean, it's it's a big project putting these, these books together. And... Um, and so I haven't, you know, I haven't sort of explored that possibility yet. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the women would most definitely appreciate that. Uh, so, you know, maybe I'll do that in the future. But I'm certainly, you know, willing, willing for someone else to take that on and do it themselves as well. So, I, you know, it's definitely a, a, a book that needs to get out there as well. And it's like this isn't a big enough gift. Okay, come now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I... Just picking on you. I'd love, I'd love to see it from the other end too, and I know how yeah. big a project it is, and I'm not saying tomorrow, but I think it would be a, a huge asset. To yeah, I. This is a real gift to the world, and I don't know if people are recognizing it on that level. But I mean, people talk about change makers, and people talk about wanting to make the world a better place, and saying that we need changes in the world, and and we need to focus on this issue or that issue or that issue, but a lot of the core of our problems is rooted in our inability to understand relationships at a fundamental base base level. Yes. And this book could literally change the way society looks at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely, you know, part of my, you know, motivation in general was just that that's that is really one of the most important things that, that you know that people need to be focused on is that's that's just the root of of you know society and and life and you know how children are raised and you know is is finding that that balance and that um, you know genuine love between the men and women. Yeah, it it, it because it doesn't. 
it doesn't matter what we do as adults. Our children know. They're yeah. particularly when they're young, they you know, you got these parents that we're having difficulties but we've kept it from the children. I bet you haven't. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> And because children can can in ways be like like dogs. Dogs don't so much respond to the words coming out of your mouth, but the vibration coming out of you, they do. You know that there's yeah. old, the old experience of you know you're worthless, you're a bad dog, but you say it very nice, and then you say complimentary things, but you say it mean. The dog doesn't yeah. confuse the intention, you know, yeah. Yeah, because of some words. And and children much the same, you know. No, oh, no, honey, everything's fine. But they can tell it's not fine. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you tell a child, you know, but I love you, and you're not having loving thoughts and emotions at the moment. You mm-hmm. want them dead. They know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and um, it would be better for parents not to take every time they open their mouth to say I love you when you're frustrated. Don't say that. Don't try to teach a kid that, Love equals frustration because kids are willing to learn. They're like, "Wow, this place, what, what?" <clears throat> and 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 while we're on a topic mm-hmm. of "I love you," can we stop throwing that phrase around? Like, I mean, <sighs> don't tell her ten times a day that you love her. Just. Show her. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't tell it, him ten times a day that you love him. Show him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it, Cause it's more they, everything else that you're doing that that's, that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been together three years. He's only said it three times. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't need mm-hmm. to say it. Because mm-hmm. he exudes it in his being and is in, in, in the way that he interacts with me in our mm-hmm. conversations. Every day, silly conversations, playing cards, watching a movie. And the way that he interacts with others where you are concerned. Yes. And, yes. Uh, absolutely. 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 My demon husband is, yes. Well, but I mean... <laughs> It, it, mess with his wife. It's that you know, as long as yes. you're as long as you're on it, it's that that warrior confusion thing. You know, we talk about you know Native Americans talk about men being warriors, and in you know in today's twisted society, look at warrior. We think of you know, I don't know, super soldier dude. That's not what warriors did was fight war. What warriors' main job was was to provide a safe place mm-hmm. for their women, and to provide that safe place for their women to be able to be the wild, crazy, goofy, intense, calm, yeah, that she is. And Mm -hmm. the biggest part of providing that safe space is handling yourself. Enemy number one, you know? Yeah. And um, being a master of your energy is... Yeah, yeah. And... um, Absolutely. So... It, it um, vitally important, vitally important topic. Wow. Awesome. All right. Well, this I has love been what you've done. Tremendous. 
And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Cool. Glad you found time for us in your Happy. journeys once again on the road. Happy. Yeah, 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 for sure. We're going have to try and have to try and organize to get some of these writers on on here all at the same time. Yeah, we we will be in touch to try to do that because we have the technology. Yep. Or you know, or one at a time, whatever. Yeah, whatever what we, a, can, we can. Whatever we can round up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be happy to be part of another conversation with some of them uh, present. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Be awesome. Super exciting. Yeah. Besides, you got to get some of them on so that Gene can tell them that they need to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, pick up the book, folks. Pick up several. Get it. Yeah. Get it. Share it. Mystery of Woman, Gabriel Promote Morris. Promote it. Gift it. Easy to find. Um, and, uh, you know, you got kids, and they're trying to figure out that relationship thing. Give them the book, and then leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Do not send them to the local shrink. <laughs> <laughs> and and definitely, everybody, get by our website, everydayconnection.me. Sign up for our newsletter so that we can keep you informed about these amazing conversations that we have the pleasure of having with these awesome people. And- and pop and by our Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. To, you know, keep us on the air so that we can keep having these incredible, expansive conversations. And people can find me on YouTube as well. Gabriel Kundalini is my YouTube channel. Right on. And we'll have links to all of that awesome. on the archive as soon as it gets posted. So, uh, you know, right below probably where you're listening to this is links to all of that good stuff. Um, and check it out because amazing it's genius yeah it's genius it's an amazing conversation an amazing conversation that you can bring home and be amazed by mm-hmm. okay that sounded goofy alrighty then <laughs> <laughs> on that note folks <laughs> with my genius showing <laughs> We uh, we hope that you'll join us again next time. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.
So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details.